0: You're listening to the Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast. On this episode, I'm catching up with Fred Noe and his son, Freddie Noe, 7th and 8th generation master distillers at Jim Beam. We talk about what it's like for father and son to work alongside each other, their deep family history with bourbon, and plans for a new restaurant and craft distillery that will be open by the fall. Well, just jumping right in, you know, it's just such an honor to have both of you together for an interview like this. I mean, Fred, I've known you for several years now, but to get to meet Freddie and catch up with him. I mean, a seventh and eighth generation master distiller on my podcast. So thank you both so much. You're
1: quite welcome, Claudia. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity.
0: You know, so what's, I have to ask, what, what has this year been like um, for both of you all personally? And then I know a lot of people, this podcast is about getting people out traveling safely throughout Kentucky. I want to know um, all the latest that's happening down at Jim Bean because I know you guys are constantly, constantly building and developing and, and changing things up.
1: Well, this year has been uh, no frequent flyer miles, that's for sure. I haven't been traveling since, I guess 19 was February of 19. My last trip was over to Japan for our Suntory annual conference. When I got back, they shut us all down. And Freddie went over there right after that. I guess that was the last trip he took. So we've been working pretty much from home since then. Nothing, uh, no no going into markets or visiting any of our customers all around the world. So it's been a, a different year for for me, for sure.
2: Yeah, same here. You know, obviously his dad said no frequent flyer miles, but uh, there was still whiskey to be, to be looked after. So a lot of it was exchanging and, and you know, picking up um, some samples from, from the office and going through samples on my own versus sitting in a room with a, with a group of our, our blenders, you know. We were doing it all via audio. So quite a bit of shift. Um, but but I, I think we did pretty well given the circumstances of a lot of things changing, so a little the different, distillery, than a different The
0: distillery was still up and going. I mean, you guys were still doing Correct. everything safely. Yeah. You kept things going. You never shut down, really.
1: Right, yeah, yep. the distillery kept running, bottling, kept bottling, and we kept shipping as the COVID shifted, you know, shifted a lot of our business from on-premise bars and restaurants to off-premise liquor stores, so it was kind of a shift, but kept you know the fire burning, and people were still enjoying Jim Beam.
2: A lot of a lot of sleepless nights for our operations team trying to work through, you know, the safe safe working safely restrictions, and I mean, really a, a big kudos to the team and the safety team for for kind of keeping everybody safe throughout the the adventure and still being able to get the bottles out the door.
0: And now I feel like. With spring here, Derby right around the corner, I feel like everybody is so anxious and excited to start traveling again. <laughs> yeah. Are you all feeling that too at the Stillhouse?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we you know we shut down for uh, customers uh, back you know back last year, and with that, we were going to be shut down for a period of time, anyways. But probably would have done it a little bit different um, in a different circumstance. But so we kind of stopped consumers altogether. And, you know, we, we've been building the Fred B. No distillery named after after my dad here. Um, we also have been renovating the American Steelhouse that you mentioned. So there'll be quite a bit of change and actually a name change will be coming with that. Um, and then also um, we we're, uh, tore down another building that we had and, and are building a full on restaurant on campus. So there's a lot of stuff happening unfortunately we're you know we'll be anxious for another few months we're not probably going to be ready till till spring i mean excuse me till fall it would be nice to get going this spring but just with all the stuff we had going on it's looking like bourbon festival or a little bit later late this fall uh, we'll be opening up but we're definitely anxious to show everybody Um, as you said we've, we've been doing a lot of construction we've hopefully as i've been saying we've we've changed our tour around to gain better opportunity to educate our consumers on what bourbon is you know what beam is and that's what a lot of people look for is more education on what they're drinking and and how we're making it so hopefully we're unlocking some of that stuff within our operations and then as you as I said we we're building a new facility to focus on some smaller scale uh, opportunities Um, and then also we'll have a have a restaurant on site so hopefully we can keep people there for for a whole day and then and <laughs> give them a good adventure.
0: When people come from out of town to visit me here and they want to go to Jim Beam, they're always like, well, what is it like? And I'm like, it's like adult Disneyland. I mean, it's you really Absolutely. can spend an entire day there. I think they'll have no problem with that. Yeah,
1: we're going to revamp the, the tour route so people who have been here before won't be seeing the same thing. So if you have visitors and you've been here before, you're going to see something brand new yourself and the new... Craft distillery is going to be really interesting, too, for a lot of our consumers and customers to come visit and hang out. It's going to be nice. We can make small runs on the Booker's Bourbon, Baker's, and some other specialty items. It's going to be great.
0: Fred, that must be pretty nice to have uh, this new small batch distillery named after you. Did you have to put in a good word or or what or twist some arms to get that
1: done? or? They surprised me at the groundbreaking. I didn't have a clue. And Freddie made the an announcement and I looked at him like, what? He said, you didn't know? And I didn't notice, but I guess some of the girls had been talking about it and I was sitting in a room and I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying. So it really was a surprise. I couldn't believe they kept a secret down there with me not knowing it. So it cool.
0: Freddie, I'm really, I think this, I love this whole concept of this small batch distillery. Uh, Describe a little bit about what that, what is it going to focus on? Are we going to see more of your little book there? And what can people, what will people experience at the the small batch distillery that's different from other experiences at Jim Beam?
2: I mean, I think you kind of touched on a little book, a little book, you know, is a a big inspiration for that distillery, you know, with going away from traditional bourbon or traditional ride, actually blending those straight spirits together Little Book was a kind of new adventure for us at Beam, um, and, and, you know, with that, I was asked, you know, is there anything else that we could help to kind of help premiumize and get some of this, this you know, um, very new-to-market kind of flavored whiskey out there, and so that's kind of where the idea of the distillery came from, was through talking uh, with some of our associates about Little Book and what it could, could be. And so you're you're right up right there. So we'll be moving the production of bookers and bakers um, into this facility as well. And then another portion of the time, we've got some mash bills um, that we haven't released yet that that we're pretty excited about that we'll shift over to the distillery. Um, And then also we have allotted some time to do research for Little Book or maybe some other brands that we may create in the future that expand that American whiskey uh, portfolio. And, and with that, it, it's about flavor exploration. You know, that's one big thing I'm excited about in my career is, you know, bourbon has become very popular. <laughs> you know, it's, that's almost an understatement and the rest of American whiskey, while maybe the grain is variant um, or maybe you could even utilize different barrels, the climate here in Kentucky is so ripe for making whiskey that taking different grains, taking different barrels or the same barrel, putting them in these these niche locations, maybe in our rack house, and allowing that climate to take over, I think was going to give us a lot of opportunity to, to explore the flavor that American whiskey has to offer, and hopefully bring more people into the industry, um, and, and to that point, come to our campus. You know, we we think our family story of making whiskey for 225 years is it's a pretty good story. You know, there's ups, downs, and and everything in between, and Hopefully, it becomes more appealing to people not just bourbon drinkers. You know, it's it's a, really a true American uh, American story. You know, of a family coming to this land on a on a you know, on a land grant from the government to grow corn, and and here you are, eight generations later, we've been distilling uh, very similar to that same recipe here in, in a very similar region of Kentucky.
0: And. Uh... I don't know if you guys feel like this. I just feel like everybody and their brother and their dog has a bourbon right now, right? You feel like you look out there and I'm like, and they all have wacky names and people buy it. And it's, I wonder because of your family history, how you strategically come up with these amazing ideas that move the brand. Like, where do you go, especially after this year and, and what you're thinking with little book? you know, where do you go from here when there's all this noise and clutter and you've got this great legacy? I guess that's it. You've got this amazing legacy to kind of carry you all through and be thoughtful about where you go next.
2: You know, I think that's a lot of it is the legacy does carry, you know, if you have a, a, a depth of history behind you, you have a lot of education that's helped you kind of get where you are. As I said, the goods and the bads and maybe areas to avoid, you know, there's other areas where, you know, things have been passed down of, of, of areas to maybe explore more. So there's the good and the bad. And I think that history it really and legacy helps to shape, you know, where you can take the place or at least gives you a better eye for taking it in, in, a, in a good direction, hopefully based off of the lessons learned, you know, of the generations before Uh, But with that, I think also I like to think that it should give us the credentials that if we do step out of bourbon and do like Little Book being a blended straight whiskey, the credentials of being eight generations of distillers would hopefully get people's attention to at least try these new products. And again, I like to say, let the whiskey do the talking. And so if you hopefully these the credentials we have in that legacy gives us the opportunity to, to utilize that flavor exploration and get it into people's mouths and, and have people have a conversation about it.
0: Fred, I don't know if you remember this, when I was in news and I did a story uh, when you had your man cave. Uh, remember we were in your, when I tell people, yeah, I hung out with Fred No in his man cave and he told me stories about the family. Uh, and I heard a lot of it, Freddie, this is to, to tag off what you're saying. It's just, I remember sitting in the man cave with Fred and he was looking at all these pictures that are on the wall and all these deeply personal historic relics that are hanging there that tell the family story and part of it that I think that what strikes me is Jim Beam and what you all do the stories it's just tremendous hard work right like it's not a I think so often today things are it's glamorous it's bourbon I have a bourbon business you all have ingrained in you from the stories I heard this tremendous, hard, dirty work. And if it's not good enough, you know what, go back and try again because we're not putting it out there with our name.
2: That's right. right. Kind of Keep your nose to the grindstone. You know, everybody thinks we've got an illustrious whiskey collection. <laughs> you know, we, we consume it as, as we make it and share it with our friends as well. You know, we don't save it back because it's kind of like, you know, there's going to be something else that's coming that we'll share again. You know, it's kind of funny when people think of it. It, it. You're exactly right. That kind of fits that, that mindset for us. It's just, it's kind of nose to the grindstone. And I like to use constant quality as, as, as a term that we use in the distillery. We're always looking to improve the quality of the whiskey to amplify what it is that we've got coming before us. And Jim Beam, you know, being the world's number one bourbon. So you always have to try to move the quality forward, and so that, that's a big one for me is constant quality.
1: Yeah, Claudia, if you came back to the man cave, you'd see a lot of those same pictures are still hanging right where they were when when you were here. I mean, we don't change them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we had a new exactly one
0: exactly the same. <laughs>
1: pretty close. They didn't change them a, a whole lot, you know. Just relics over here. We just kind of add to the stuff hanging on the walls. You know, it's you know, add to the history because I mean. Freddie's got a little, little two-year-old son, little booker. And at some point, he'll be doing this stuff. We all, you know, so and he's got a daughter too. So who knows? We could have Braylee. Could be uh, the first female being master of stiller. Who knows?
0: Freddie, what is it like working alongside your dad? What is, what is that relationship like?
2: It's funny. Someone asked that just recently in an interview with both of us. And I, I said, it's great. And if you would have probably looked at our relationship going into it becoming a kind of work relationship, you might have thought this ain't going to work out well for either one of them. Um, But he just always wanted me to do good in school, and I was a hardhead. So, you know, it was about getting better. And then for me, getting to the distillery, that's where I knew I wanted to be at that point. And so to your point earlier, it was a lot of hard work. And I guess when he saw me kind of get in there and take to it wide open, you know, he, he I'm sure he said he's proud of me. So I'm sure it started to grow a little bit of pride. And and that tension of me being a hard-headed kid kind of went away because he saw I was doing, hopefully doing things the way he he had hoped anyway. So it's, it's been great. You know, when I am out in there doing things, you know, it's great to have him, as I said, to rely on, you know, what would granddaddy think about this? Or, you know, did he ever say anything about this? If we're having problems in the distillery, maybe just trying to jar his memory to think of something that we can help you know, like I said, there's a lot of history of distilling there and and hopefully you know, if something goes wrong in the distillery, if, if one of us can help get it fixed in a quick, timely manner, then, then that's great. So it, it's great to have him and help build my knowledge, help build the rest of the team's knowledge and hopefully carry on a lot of the, the things that, again, have, have got us to where we are.
0: There's a lot of good worthwhile mistakes to learn from down the from your family, right? right?
2: You gotta make them work
0: somehow. It's like they went through a lot of trouble to make those mistakes for you to learn from them.
2: You don't want to get the same knot on your head twice, you know, get it in a different location uh the next time.
0: Horses, Hats, and Bourbon is sponsored by Mint Julep Experiences, your all-inclusive provider of exclusive, authentic, and curated bourbon, culinary, horse, and mixology experiences in Kentucky. If you're looking for a five-star experience blending Kentucky's signature products, look no further than Mint Julep Experiences. Go to mintjuleptours.com backslash Horses Hats Bourbon. Well, guys, talk to me about this restaurant. I'm. I, I, Fred and I talked, caught up earlier um, on the phone, and I was just, my eyes lit up when I read you guys have this restaurant as part of this new construction because, I mean, I feel like so many more of, of the distilleries around Kentucky are creating. Like you, you had mentioned, you want people to come and stay and relax for the day. Um, what's going to be unique and special about this restaurant there?
2: You know, that, some of it, what's really cool is you know really just the connection of the flavors that you get with cooking you know maybe like we're going to have a pizza oven we would fire pizza oven. cooking with wood and and aging bourbon you know it's very similar the, the smokiness the some of the elements you could get so we're hoping to amplify the connection of of culinary arts with with our art of distilling um, in this location but you know, we've had Fred's Smokehouse on location for a while. So you'll see some of that food shifting in there. You know, that's a big, big thing for us. Those meats go very well with bourbon. Um, again, you're getting a lot of that same kind of flavor coming through. Um, but but with that, like I said, I think you'll start to see us be able to do some more events. Um, that was the one drawback to Fred's. We had to do outdoor seating. And then you may have seen we had the kind of uh, temporary structure for a couple of years to see if we had that could we serve more people and so that pretty much showed us that we could and and led to us and so the name of the restaurant is called the kitchen table it's kind of family inspired from our kitchen table that dad sits at. probably was sitting at when he was talking to you Yep. yep and so it's inspired from that and a lot of family recipes will be going in into the restaurant uh, we're still working on on the food service provider, but we're we're pretty close, and uh, hopefully, some really cool ties with with that as well. I know I've had a few conversations; they're very eager to learn more about you know some family recipes or even family thing uh, food items that the family liked that that tied well with you know. We've done a lot of bourbon dinners across our time as well, so just kind of taking advantage of that, and again educating the folks that visit us about hopefully uh, uh, the culinary experience that ties with with the bourbon making and also there'll be a, a deep cocktail uh menu as well so that's another piece <laughs> we're going to add there as well so we'll have uh, a, a lot of cocktails and, and hopefully rotating cocktails that people can try and, and taste bourbon differently
1: and it also give us an event space to that's have great. events you know if say you wanted to put on a party of some kind could be a rental space for you to to bring your guests out to the beam grounds and have a you know a party on the grounds down the road it's going to be some interesting time we have an area for somebody like yourself if you have a say you want to do a show from out there you could probably come out remote broadcast from there and bring in folks you know and do something you know bourbon oriented or whatever you know it's going to be Kind of cool with Burnheim Forest, right across the road. It's going to be beautiful in the fall of the year. It's going to have some outdoor seating. It's going to be really cool. If any the renderings come halfway, if it gets half as pretty as the renderings we've seen, <laughs> it's going to be really good. Took my parking spot for the building, but I don't know. Where I was <laughs>
2: <Maybe>. <laughs> he got you a new one. He got you a new one. It's probably closer actually than the one you were in. <laughs> and right, so what's
0: the timeline for construction and, and when it should be finished?
2: Right, we're shooting for first of October. Uh, obviously, we're still a couple months away, so mm. that could potentially change. But um, for the for for the restaurant and uh, kind of top of hill renovations, we're looking in that October time frame. Just in time for
0: and the bourbon festival. The bourbon festival is right around that time, right? Actually,
2: in September. Yeah. yeah, we were kind of hoping for that, but it's not looking looking good for us right, right now. But, um, the the distillery will actually be hopefully up and running in july um and so we might be able to to get some some groups into that sometime in that time frame a little bit before maybe we'll have to see how it
1: goes getting started up so you have to come down and get a 50 cent tour and check it all out ahead of time
0: <laughs> i'm here for it i am absolutely well you just mentioned like doing a show from there that that crossed my mind i'm starting to get out again and i thought oh it'd be so great to like go down there and, and check out the progress and, and see how it's, you know, when you're on the ground, like talking to people in person, and I bet you guys feel like this with tours, you know, you want to interact with people.
1: All
2: right. Yeah, we definitely, we'd be glad to be glad to show you around.
0: Uh, with the tours that are going on right now, Freddie, you touched on this and, and I'm interested to hear more about, do you feel like that's the one good thing that came out of COVID is that you had to make your tour size smaller and people suddenly got this, more intimate experience and could ask um, well, uh, our questions, right? Like, is that the good in it? And maybe that we was just, good.
2: We just kind of shut it down. We didn't actually do tours because of, of COVID um, and with the construction. So as dad said, if you have been on our tour before, you, you could come back and you would see a totally different uh, tour, deeper <laughs> elements of bourbon, bourbon making, even the route, we've, we've adjusted the tour route and the elements with on it. So there hasn't been much for, for folks to see. We were doing um, educational classes for a bit, but then with, with uh, as, as I said, we're renovating the still house as well. With all of that, we ended up uh, totally, so we're, we're real anxious to get some consumers back on site. It's been quite a while for us, and we're ready to, Got to unveil the campus. So, like I said, this fall can't come soon enough.
0: Are there actual tours going on right now from the Stillhouse, like smaller no. tours?
2: No, no, nothing, nothing, right nothing right now. Nothing at all right now. Not at this moment.
0: So everything once the construction and all that gets finished, all your tours, period, will begin in the fall.
2: That's correct. So the silver lining of it is we had a phased approach to this. This kind of uh, as we're calling it, project reunion, and. Um, where we've, we've added the distillery, added the, the, um, the restaurant, uh, updating the parking lot as well. And That's kind of a later phase. But so with that and everything going on, we took it from a phased approach and kind of lumped it all back together <laughs> and just kind of knocked it all out at one time versus taking it over a two- or three-year span. So that's what kind of caused it. Um, wasn't planned initially, but then with everything going on, it gave us an opportunity to kind of pull the work forward and get it all all done closer together,
0: and probably look at it with new eyes and see how can we make our experience different from everybody else. Right? That's
2: exactly what we've been doing. Is you know we've been on a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of meetings. I mean, we went through the history from 1795 to now. There, I couldn't. You probably couldn't count on on all of our hands how many times we've walked people through it. But just trying to gain the best perspective for the whole team. And to your point, how do we make it better? How do we amplify the things that are important about bourbon making, um, things that are important about our history that have maybe shaped bourbon making? So there's, it's definitely been a good, good chance for us to kind of step back and make sure we get it right. But I mean, Dad and I have said that a bunch, we got to get it right. we got to get it done right. So I think it, it gave us that opportunity. This definitely gave us that opportunity.
0: What, what are your all's plans for Derby? Anything going on? Uh, like you all personally, don't worry. I'm not gonna show up on your front door, your back porch or anything. <laughs> <you know that. laughs> Unless I'm I'm just, I'm always curious, like, okay, what does this person do for Derby? Or what's their Derby like, you know?
2: It's, it's kind of interesting. So for the last few years, we had hosted the governor's dinner at the Steel House after the, the, the Derby was over. So a lot of it was dad and I'd be sitting here in the man cave just on our twin spires, you know, watching the races here. And then we'd go take a shower right before Derby, you know, kind of plan it all out to get there on time. Uh, so I'd say probably all of the same, except no, no dinner at the Stillhouse this year. Right, right. And, um,
1: started enjoying cocktails earlier. So that, right, right, right. You know, so if you worry about being on your best behavior, you don't start <laughs> drinking right. red juleps for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have to wait, you know, you have to wait until you get to the still house. Then when they leave, that's when you really take the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once kind so of while we be. did it, I guess what well, how many years? It, yeah, it might have been years.
2: four, maybe maybe four years in a row, uh we did that. Yeah. I think it was four years actually.
1: It was different, you know, staying, you know, not doing much all day, <laughs> just kind of watching the races and making a little bet every now and then on twin the spires. Waiting, watching the clock, so we're not too late to get dressed, you know, and run down into the plant.
2: Well, this year would probably just be some some relaxing in the man cave, watching the watching the Derby and, and the races there. I think mean, one of my buddies has a little get together. I don't know. I don't know if he's doing it this year or not. I hadn't heard, but he had done it every year. He, he'd always gave me a bunch of crap for not coming, and I'm like, I gotta go to this this dinner tonight. I'm not gonna come over there with you guys and then go down there. I'd be you know, so, <laughs> crazy right so i would just sit at the house so we we'll, i'd say we'll probably i like to i enjoy cooking as well so i'll probably have the grill going and and we'll sit around the house and, and hopefully check out the the races hopefully it's a beautiful day that's what yeah, i Yeah like. i'm i
0: think we're all hoping for that um and fred i thought about I you, when, that,
2: don't you when the Kentucky,
0: <laughs> and you know i felt like last year in may it was the most beautiful day ever right yeah. It was just so wrong.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> and Fred, I, I thought about you when the Kentucky Derby Museum they held this contest recently called Tell Me Your Craziest Derby Story. And <laughs> I oh. answered you and I in the contest. And Freddie, uh, I don't you know this story, but how I met your dad.
2: I don't know. I, you don't know.
0: I'm gonna leave out I'll leave out names I I will of celebrities, but Fred and I got invited to a Derby Week party with a real housewife of Orange County. And there was wow. like some famous oh, players so. there and it. some tea. Have you heard this?
1: I think I have. I think He, heard I him. he knows Robert. He knows no. Robert. Sure. Robert Williamson. But- yes.
0: And so it was just one of those events, Freddie, where we met there because we were both looking at each other like, how did we? get invited to this party right you're looking around and he's the oh we just kept shaking our heads going how did we get invited here who who invited us but it was uh, one of those where the whole night you're thinking are there really tv cameras on someplace and they're filming this did you feel like that fred like i kept thinking right, i was wondering, cameras
1: i figured sooner or later we were gonna get in trouble you know for all the stuff we did <laughs> and robert and him kept the liquor flowing freely.
0: we had a good time
1: nobody got hurt
0: nobody got hurt and it was one of those you know i thought there you go that was my my fun derby week event hanging out with fred no getting to know fred a real housewife a poker player and a tv star it was it was all and that was just tuesday right That, that was just a tuesday but i think that's the fun thing about coming to kentucky and and hopefully we can get you know crowds back pretty soon and people can Travel throughout our beautiful state and enjoy bourbon and come visit your great distillery when things are all up and running and the new areas all open.
2: For sure. Yeah, for we sure. Definitely, we're definitely looking forward to it. We'll be waiting with, with cocktail in hand to share with anyone that, that arrives.
0: Well, guys, it is just an absolute pleasure to catch up with you both. And um, just thanks for taking the time. And I wish you both the best Derby season. And I will come down soon, I promise. All
1: right, you, we're gonna hold you to it, Claudia.
0: Oh, I know you will. Because you take you care. Probably be texting me that where am I and why isn't the, <laughs> why isn't the show there?
1: <laughs> I won't hit you too quick. I'll give you a little time.
0: I'll have this recording to hold me accountable, right?
1: Right, right. right. It'll always be on the World Wide web. You'll be able to <laughs> okay. update. Thanks,
0: Fred. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> not like our party with Robert and him that night. Luckily, it's not on the worldwide right? web.
0: Right. Nobody can find that one, thank goodness. It'll Um, always be my favorite Derby memory,
1: though. Cool, mine too. It was a good one.
0: All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much.
1: You're quite welcome. Thank you, Claudia. Take care, bye.
0: A special thank you to Fred and Freddie for catching up with me on this podcast episode. If you would like more information on planning an upcoming visit to Jim Beam, just head on over to my show notes. Have a great week, everybody. Cheers.